Hey guys, Mr. Swerve with the Cardboard Jungle, checking in once again with a recap of week one of the National Football League action. Not a good week for home teams. 4-11 and straight up, 3-12 and against the spread. How much of a home field advantage really exists in the NFL anymore? I would argue not nearly as much as it used to for a variety of reasons, but road teams ruling the roost in week one. All three of the rookie quarterbacks go 0-3 straight up and against the spread, continuing that trend. Uh, in matchups of games between the NFC and the AFC, the NFC goes 3-0. and uh, Long, uh, much considered the, the much weaker conference. Uh, you take a look at things after week one now, the way Detroit looked, the way Green Bay looked, and of certainly the way that San Fran and Dallas looked, Philly getting a good road win in New England. So is the top of the NFC much weaker than the top of the AFC? Probably still, but uh, much more in question after week one, also in, in week one, just saw a lot of rust, especially from quarterbacks, uh, byproduct of not really playing at all in the preseason. So a lot of rust to shake off. Going through the action one game at a time in the Thursday night tilt, it was Detroit 21, Kansas City 20. Very impressive performance from Detroit. Uh, coming in the arrowhead, getting the win in the season opener. Uh, very impressed by Detroit's offensive line. We knew they were going to be really good going into the season. One of the reasons uh, many liked them going into the year. Also, their draft class looked really good. Jameer Gibbs looked good to me. Uh, the big linebacker that they drafted out of Wisconsin. The kid that took back the interception off Kadarius Tony's hand. So if this draft class can be as good as it looked in week one for Detroit, big boon for them. For the Kansas City Chiefs, no Travis Kelsey. Uh, that's the worst receiver room in the league, in my opinion, Kadarius Toney, uh, with just a historically awful game. But really, that whole receiving core, you, you really just wonder, uh, you know, Kansas City, can if, if Kelsey is not 100%, really would be hard-pressed, even with Mahomes' brilliance, to see them repeating as champions. Moving on to the Sunday action was the Cleveland Browns 24, the Cincinnati Bengals 3. Uh, Browns really continuing their Dominance of Joe Burrow, same general recipe. Browns defensive line, way too much for Cincinnati's offensive line. Tough conditions in the rain. Burrow looked rusty. Cincinnati just could get nothing going. The Browns pass rush to Darius Smith was brought in uh, to play opposite Garrett. Uh, Jim Schwartz, much better scheme than what we've seen here in Cleveland. So a lot to like in week one for the Browns. Chubb looked good. And uh, DB is completely shut out. Chase, Higgins, and that whole Cincinnati crew. It was the Atlanta Falcons 24, the Carolina Panthers 10. One of my point spread picks of the week, Atlanta, uh, minus three and a half. Game was in control from the beginning. Carolina looked as bad as we thought they would look. Bryce Young, some things to like, but just it's tough as a rookie quarterback playing right out of the gate. Uh, Desmond Ritter wasn't asked to do much. Uh, Tyler Algier had a good game. And, you know, what we saw out of Atlanta is they're going to pound Algier. They're going to split Bijan out a lot. There's a lot of weapons there. The division is certainly soft. Um, is Ritter going to be enough for them at quarterback, I think, is the question that is left remaining for the Falcons after week one. Jacksonville Jaguars get it done in Indy, 31-21. to um, You know, game was close throughout. Jacksonville gets a score late to put it away. Lawrence, I thought, looked good, not great. Richardson, I think, looked as you would expect, uh, made some plays with his feet, um, showed off his arm strength and his just athletic prowess at times during the game. And there's a couple times where he just looked like he couldn't read a defense. I think that's what you're going to see out of Indy. 
this year. Tough to see them uh, winning more than four or five games. Uh, Richardson, though, again, you know, I, I think there is reason to be excited uh, with what they have there. Tampa Bay gets it done on the road, 20-17 to over the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, obviously 13-4 and last year. All those close wins. Um, but, you know, they get blown away in the playoffs. And this is just a below-average football team to me. And you know, put up a lot of yards, threw a lot of passes, just not a lot of points. Justin Jefferson, another one of those games with 150 yards and no touchdowns. Kirk Cousins just not quite good enough. Um, and, and to me, that's what I saw. This, to me, looks like a 7-8-9 win team at best. Um, but Minnesota just, you know, continuing to perplex. With Tampa, they could be a sleeper. Uh, Baker is not god-awful. Going to get in there, sling it around. They've got a very good offensive line. You forget they still have some, you know, all-NFL all guys in that front seven and some DBs that can play. So I look at Tampa as a team that there could be some potential point spread value in early in the season here before oddsmakers catch up with them. But uh, maybe better than the experts think, uh, just because of some of the returning talent. Quarterback at least has some experience um, making a lot of starts in the league. New Orleans 16, Tennessee 15. Thank you, Mike Vrabel, for kicking the field goal down four late uh, to get the cover. Tennessee was one of my plays this week as well. But to me, just a very physical football game here. Uh, and to me, the story, once again, was Ryan Tannehill. He, you know, I just... Uh, Tennessee was a pick of mine over their win total to win uh, the AFC South before the season. Still like those bets, but just limited because of Tannehill. Uh, just, you know, they, they brought in D-Hop, Traylon Burks in his second year. Uh, Tajay Spears, who actually outsnapped Derrick Henry, another explosive back. Um, new play calling. You're expecting to see more out of the Tennessee offense here. Just couldn't get it done. Part of that, I think, is you know they're facing a pretty good Saints defense uh, in their home in their home uh, field. So I think that could be part of it. Uh, could see both these teams winning their divisions, uh, honestly. And uh, both the defenses looked really good, and uh, both teams looked pretty well coached. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Saints and the Titans. San Francisco thirty. Pittsburgh 7, my really only point spread loser this week, had a really good week betting, was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Liked them at home, getting the points. Uh, liked uh, the spot just for Pittsburgh. Purdy didn't make a lot of tough road spots last year, so kudos to Brock Purdy. Comes into Pittsburgh, cross-country, in the opener, and gets it done. Uh, of course, Brock Purdy playing with probably the best running back in the league, probably the best fullback in the league, probably the best left tackle in the league. <laughs> Good, probably the best tight end in the league. He's got two good receivers. Saw Brandon Ayuk had a good game yesterday for the Niners. So just so much weaponry surrounding Purdy. All he's got to do is just come in and do exactly what he did yesterday. Uh, their defense just dominated Pittsburgh. It's pumped the brakes on the picket, pickens, Steeler love. I mean, to me, this once again looked like a Steeler team that, you know, they'll be four and seven. And then they'll win four of their last five or five of their last six against, you know, teams that are hurt or resting guys. And Tom will get his nine and eight. But uh, division is just too tough. I, I just don't see it for Pittsburgh this year in terms of the playoffs. But uh, Washington 20, Arizona 16. Not going to spend too much time on this game because it was just ugly. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's first game as Arizona's head coach. Philly's former defensive coordinator. Uh, looks like the defense traveled. Defense uh, performance outplayed the parts. 
Uh, and it was a game Arizona easily could have won. I had Washington in all my survivor pools, so I was sweating this one out. They're able to just eke it out. But two teams going nowhere. Um, Arizona going to be tough to see them winning many games whatsoever uh, this season. Baltimore 25, Houston 9. You know, I probably, I, I just couldn't bring myself to back Baltimore minus nine and a half here just because Lamar had not played in in 10 months and so many new parts and a new offensive coordinator. And uh, even, you know, with, with Stroud making his first start. Stroud, I think, you know, he dinked, he dunked, he looked okay. Uh, Baltimore did just enough to get it done. Lamar looked like a guy that hadn't played in 10 months. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot, a lot of reasons to be uh, hopeful about their prospects this year. Let's see if the defense plays. That was the big question mark for them going into the season. Looked good enough yesterday, again, at home against a weak opponent. So, jury's still out. Green Bay 38, Chicago 20. One of my biggest plays of the week, the Green Bay Packers getting a point on the road in Chicago. They've dominated the series. Continued the domination yesterday. And the Justin Fields questioners, doubters, uh, at least for a week, uh, are correct. Uh, because he made a very bad interception, uh, some other throws that were not great. Those that are questioning, can he throw the ball good enough to be a great NFL quarterback? Uh, jury's certainly still out. Uh, they meant to upgrade the offensive line. Uh, didn't look like it. Uh, very bad offensive line play. Green Bay just really dominated the game um, through and through. Jordan Love looked great. Uh, to me, it was, you know, they utilized the running backs and play action. Uh, I like Green Bay this year. Uh, was big on them over their win total before the season and uh, think they can, can, can play a part in this NFC picture before it's all said and done. Raiders, 17. Broncos, 16. Sean Payton goes for the onside kick right out of the gate. They get it, but then there's a penalty. Kind of sets the tone for really lackluster performance. Couple things here. Um, I thought Jimmy G looked great. I thought he looked crisp, sharp, fired up. I thought Adams looked great. I thought Jacoby Myers looked great. It just looked so much. And Josh Jacobs looked strong as as he has. I just to me, it just looked like they had much better offensive firepower than the Broncos. Wilson was dinking, dunking. Uh, not a lot to throw to. Uh, and, you know, it, it just to me was a situation where uh, Raiders just made a few more plays offensively uh, and were able to get it done on the road in Denver. So uh, Sean Payton still looking for that first win in the Rocky Mountains. Philadelphia 25, New England 20. Weird game. Philly shoots out to a 16-0 lead early after the Tom Brady ceremony and a lot of emotions in that stadium. And that really gets outplayed, outcoached, outschemed the entire rest of the game. Hangs on the win 25-20. to uh, Really some questionable coaching here for Philly. And my takeaway on this game was really Philly lost both their coordinators, Jonathan Gannon, the head coach, of Arizona, Shane Steichen, the head coach of Indianapolis, that both acclimated themselves pretty well as head coaches yesterday. Uh, and I thought their presence was, the lack of their presence was felt by Philly in this game. Some of the play calling, some of the decision making. Um, you know, Mac Jones was really able to, after a bad start, looked pretty competent, was able to move the ball. So Philly, a lot of talent. Jalen Carter played a great game. Uh, they're going to be there at the end. But uh, some things to question 
Uh, anytime a team loses both their coordinators, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. So something to keep an eye on with Philly. New England looked solid to me. Their defense looked solid after the start. To me, this is a borderline playoff team. I, it would not surprise me at all if this team wins nine or ten games and sneaks in. Uh, well coached, good defense. Mac can throw it pretty much where he wants. Um, and uh, they have, you know, with Bill O'Brien, and they actually have a competent offensive play caller this year. So we'll see what happens with the Patriots. Miami 36, Chargers 34, and really what was the game of the day. A very exciting game that dominated the red zone screen time, especially in the second half. And Tua looked phenomenal. Some of the throws he made were outstanding. He looked big. He looked strong. He looked confident. He moved well in the pocket. He made the right decisions. Made some incredible off-balance lefty throws. Tyreek Hill looked like the best player in football. Miami was my pick to win this division before the season. And it was because of what I saw yesterday from them. Uh, Vic Fangio, the new defensive coordinator, very uh, well-regarded guy in the league, uh, gave up some big runs to Eckler and others uh, throughout the game, but they buckled down late when they needed to most. And really, same old Chargers. Score 34 and lose. Questionable coaching. Uh, The home stadium sounded like they were in the heart of Miami as Miami's driving down late in that game. Fans going wild in L.A., so just same old Chargers, you know, because they got Herbert and some talent. They're going to probably win nine games again and maybe or maybe not get in the playoffs. If they do, it'll probably be short. But same old Chargers, Miami, good road win to get things going. And uh, another team that I like to potentially surprise in the AFC, L.A. Rams 30, Seattle Seahawks 13. And uh, Seahawks just lay an egg at home in the opener in the, a, a building that truly does still have home field advantage. Geno Smith looked like the Geno of old. Matt Stafford looked really good. And uh, I think Pete Carroll's actually got a guy now that just like is, sits behind him. And like when he starts going crazy, make sure he doesn't fall. Uh so I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, uh, impressive performance for the Rams. Like Tampa, you forget like they have some all NFL guys on that defense. It's you know everybody predicted Seattle to roll over them in this game, and the Rams are to be one of the worst teams in football this year. And I, I doubt the Rams are still an above five hundred team this year, but you saw you, you saw there's still some talent there on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Stafford is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, they got the Puka, Nakua, all those catches, and Tutu Atwell, and just guys coming out of nowhere to catch balls for the Rams. But impressive opening win, and not the way Seattle wanted to start the season. And speaking of ways you didn't want to start the season, New York football giants get just ham-hawked 40 to nothing at home against the Cowboys' Dak. Runs his record to 9-0 and against the Giants. And uh, not much to say here other than Dallas. A lot of hype coming into the season. A lot of sharp money on them. Let's go over their 10.5 win total. And you saw why. A lot of talent. If they can keep this team healthy. Uh, certainly a team that can do some damage. Defense looked incredible. Offense looked incredible. It's a well-coached team that they just demolished in their own building, nothing to sneeze at. I know it's easy, it's not easy now to laugh at the Jets and or Giants and Dayball, but uh, very impressive performance by Dallas 
in week one. Of course, we have the Bills at the Jets tonight, still to come. Not a power ranking guy, but what I want to do at the end of these videos each year is try to isolate my conference semifinalists on each side uh, of the NFL. So the four teams I like to be left after the first round of the playoffs in the AFC and the same in the NFC. On the AFC side, um, Kansas City still got to keep them in there, although I would say I would give them no chance to win the Super Bowl and little chance to get back there without a healthy Kelsey. Uh, I am going to keep the Bengals in there, even though they looked horrible week one. Uh, I'm going to keep the Browns in there, obviously, after a dominating performance in week one. Uh, my fourth team, though, I'm going to move Baltimore out just for this week. And at least right now, this is a real-time exercise. And I'm going to move in the Miami Dolphins, who I thought looked great yesterday. Uh, I am not one of these people that is up in arms that, that nobody's given up a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor. But if there was ever a team where it made sense to give up maybe a second-round pick or a second and a third or maybe even a first for Taylor, Miami, just no running game yesterday. And, and it looks like the rest of that team is built to play if they can keep two upright. So KC, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Miami, my big four right now on the AFC and the NFC side. Uh, I am going to keep it the exact same as I had it to start the season. Philly, Dallas, San Fran, and Detroit all really look good week one. Philly, you could argue they won and they covered on the road against a pretty good New England team. You could argue that there's some things to call in the question there, but all four of those teams looked the part in week one. I got Green Bay just on the outside looking in on that NFC group. So until next week, this is Mr. Swerve with the Cardboard Jungle. You can find us at thecardboardjungle.com. We are a breaker of new sports card product, one of eBay's biggest single sellers of sports cards. So look for us on eBay as well. We break on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday nights live here on YouTube. So until next week, have a great rest of your week, everyone. Take care.